Hey, you guys, we're excited to announce new merch. Go to stonerchickspodcast.com and check out the merch tab to see all of these new hats and mugs that we've got. The mugs say smoke your weed on one side and have a nice little leaf design and they say Stoner Chicks Podcast on the other. And there's beanies that say SYW, you know, we know, smoke your weed. Check it out. There's all different colors. It's going to be a great time. We just wanted to get cozy with you. Some of them have pom-poms. They're going to be really cozy, very fashionable. Stoner chickspodcast.com merch Welcome to Stoner Chicks, the podcast for stoners by Stoner Chicks. I'm Grace Penzel. That's Angus McDonald. I'm Kayla Teal, and Grace is pretending not to be blitzed. I'm Phoebe Richards. I'm here. And I'm Stephanie Thompson, and Kayla is uh, just a, a nice little snack today. Ooh, that's the second time you guys have called me a snack. <laughs> it must be true. <laughs> Speaking of snacks, Grace is currently eating an ice cream sundae. Yeah, I, t- I told them I needed to go make a little snack. And then once I got in the kitchen, I just really went for it. So I have a little banana. I put bananas and chocolate sauce and sea salt and whipped cream. And my dog is barking, which is fucking terrible. I'm sorry. No, Angus is not terrible. He's got a voice oh. of an angel. Hey, you know what? We have someone to thank. Yay. I'll go ahead and do it. The person we want to thank today, I'm very excited to say, is Valerie from California, where many of our patrons reside. Valerie from Cali. She's really cool. I feel like our California listenership is growing. Do you get that sense? Yeah, it does seem like every week there's at least one or every two weeks or so, there's someone from California popping up saying hello. Saying hello there. Hello there. I'm from California, don't you know? <laughs> <laughs> you can join Valerie and be one of our cuties over there at patreon.com slash stonerchicks. Uh, we've been putting out some really fun episodes. We did a bonus Stoner Movie Book Club episode about Dude, Where's My Car? Isn't that right, chicks? Yep. yep. We have thoughts. many of them are mixed (laughs) as you can imagine there are thoughts i missed that one because i was at work womp womp but um i'll just have to watch dude where's my car on my own time but i'm told maybe i shouldn't (laughs) it's fine there's aliens that's a positive and for as little as three dollars a month you can get bonus episodes every month we do a lot of fun stuff over there we have a Zoom call where we all chill on like a Sunday morning and get really high and chat. And it's so, so nice every time. All that and more at patreon.com slash stonerchicks. Thank you to all of our supporters. One of the things that the supporters help us with is, for example, if we all need to buy weed for an episode, as many of us did for this one, we bought Pineapple Express because... In just a few minutes, we're going to be talking about our final summer series installment, the movie Pineapple Express. So in celebration, I thought, why don't we smoke Pineapple Express? And that led us down a bit of a journey. Oh, yeah, it's hard to get 
Yeah, it is hard to get. Apparently, it's not very popular anymore. The when, the store, I granted, I only tried one one store, but <laughs> did not bounce around. But they did have Pineapple Express in a cartridge, but I was not interested in that. And so I went with not Pineapple Express at all, but it has, doesn't have pineapple in the name at all, but it has golden in the name. I got a golden pineapple mixed with wedding cake. It's the closest thing I could find. That sounds delicious. No, it's been great. Wonderful. What's the strain called? The strain is called Golden Wedding. And I'm at Sweetwater Farms, which I think I've had stuff from them before. But they have the terpenes. They have uh, terpenoline, limonene, and karyophylline. Well, that's always helpful, having the terpenes listed. I don't think that mine does. And then Phoebe, where did you get ours? Because I'm smoking some of what Phoebe got. Yes, I have Pineapple Express by Harmony Farms, which was purchased at Dockside. That's the name, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah, Trainwreck Pineapple Express is apparently not easy to find anymore. It raised in popularity quite a bit after the movie came out, the one we'll be discussing. And it seems as if in the last few years, it's less popular at least here in Washington, and it sounds like in California. I can't yeah. speak for the rest of the country. At my local dispensaries, I could only get it as an infused pre-roll, which everyone knows I don't love, <laughs> or a disposable cartridge, or an edible. Like, I could not find any just Pineapple Express flour. But I ended up buying the infused joint, 52.2% total cannabinoids insanely potent solvent list gets you high AF is what the pro is package says. It's from fruit. F-R-O-O-T. Wow. Like foot with an R. I've been loving it so far. <laughs> oh, been, really? I don't know. Maybe it's the strain. I've been trying to take it low and slow and I feel giggly and happy. And I feel like I'm seeing that it reflected back at me from you guys. I yeah. have not smoked it yet. I just loaded my bong and I'm about to hit the sweet pine apple express. Get it, girl. Do your nasty thing. I've already smoked some. Like I said, Phoebe broke me off a nug. I smoked pineapple express while I watched the film last night. Oh, fun. And then also smoked it just now before the recording. And it led to the creation of your <laughs> your Sunday. Yeah, it did make me want to eat. Which, speaking of which, should we just get into the movie? Why not? Stoner Movie Book Club Summer Series Final Edition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's why I was thinking, do they eat at all in this movie? Oh, interesting. I believe James Franco is like, he definitely has like a lollipop at one point. Oh, yeah. And they're they're taking him out of the car and they're like, where did you get that lollipop? <laughs> yeah. Get that out of your mouth. He also sits on a swing and eats a sandwich and cries his eyes oh, out. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So, Phoebe, take it away. Pineapple Express is the 2008 American stoner action comedy film. That's what Wikipedia calls it. <laughs> it is directed by David Gordon Green. It's written by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. 
and Judd Apatow produced it. So we got some heavy hitters in the 2008 comedy movie scene. The plot of Pineapple Express is, well, it stars Seth Rogen and he plays Dale Denton. He's a process server who's dating a high school student. And he's a marijuana enthusiast and a marijuana <laughs> enthusiast. And his Too drug <laughs> his drug dealer, Saul, is played by James Franco. And Dale, Seth Rogan's character, after buying Pineapple Express from Saul, the only person who has the strain for sale. They smoke it together and then Dale goes off to meet up with someone, witnesses a murder. And it basically yeah, turns into an action movie where a bunch of people are after Saul and Dale. And there's a lot of fighting and a lot of characters and a lot more fighting. Mm-hmm. I'd like to say one of my favorite parts of this movie was right off the bat, which is the little scene in black and white where they're on the secret army base. And yes. so good. Um, Bill Hader. Bill Hader. <laughs> yep. Bill Hader is like a, a soldier that is they're experimenting on him and they're having him smoke some what they call like Project Nine or something. And or item nine, I forget. But yeah, anyway, item nine. He's smoking it. And he's just getting really high. And they're asking him, like one of the questions they ask him is like, How do you feel about your superiors? And he just goes, he starts playing the invincible drums and goes, it just mm-hmm. is, and then he starts going, <laughs> and I mean, Bill Hader's so funny. He's so good. Mm-hmm. They say, how are you feeling? He says, I feel like a big pile of flapjacks. Oh, no, butter <laughs> melting on flapjacks. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, man. And then they assassinate him. Yeah, well, that's yeah. implied. You don't see it, do you? I didn't no, even you don't. catch that. Oh, yeah. They take him out and there's a gunshot. But this is also in 1937, which I think is Seth, Seth and Evans' nod to weed becoming illegal in America in the 1930s. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, because the guy with the eye patch, they say, shut it down, make it illegal or something. Right. Yeah. So we're taking it all the way back to the origins of the thing because later we'll return to that same location. That's where the big final shootout is at the end. In that bunker. So Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg were childhood friends. Mm-hmm. And they wrote also the movies Knocked Up, Super Bad, Funny People, and The Green Hornet. So this is coming from Seth Rogen and starring Seth Rogen. David Gordon Green was in charge of projects like Eastbound and Down. And vice Oh, the directors. The director, David Gordon Green. But he also collaborated on the screenplay with, he's credited on the screenplay mm-hmm. with Evan Goldberg and Seth gotcha. Rogen. And he had mostly made dramas and sort of like indie films until he made this and then started off on more of a comedy stint, including some other shows that he collaborated with specifically with Danny McBride, who plays Red in this movie. Mm -hmm. And he actually has directed 
many episodes of Righteous Gemstones, which is currently on Max, which is a really popular show. And also features Danny McBride. Yeah. Yeah. My personal feeling is I love Danny McBride in this movie. He's one of my favorites. But let's go back. I want to hear from you guys. Had you seen this before coming into this? What was your experience with Pineapple Express? I had seen it shortly after it came out and was very disappointed. And I I still don't really care for it. I will say, I think it's a very well-made movie. I think it looks great. I think the production value is great. I think the acting is good. I think the script is good. I think there's a lot of funny parts. So it's like weird. It's on a different scale kind of than the other movies. But I just, I don't find it that funny. I find it really boring. It took me three viewings to get through it. Wow. I just don't find the violence funny. I don't, it's, maybe I'm a little bit Kayla here. I don't, it Mm -hmm. just feels like long, like I start zoning out because it's just so much fighting. I did enjoy the half of the movie before the fighting began way more. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I saw the movie probably close to 2008 when it came out. And then I, I maybe have seen it once or twice since then. I don't have any extreme strong feelings for this movie, but it's, One of my biggest frustrations, which is why I love this podcast, is that there's no real women that smoke weed in this frickin movie. Do there's not really many women in this movie. Yeah, there's and there's not really any women in the movie. And so it's it just frustrates me because I wish I saw a little bit more of that in these fun movies. Yeah, I agree. But I I will say that I think that this movie, despite not having that many women in it, treats women the least worst. Treats women the least worst. Yeah, I mean, I think maybe there's maybe like four women that I can think of in the movie. Two of them are were cops. One was the girlfriend, the 18-year-old high school girlfriend played by Amber Heard, who it's implied that she smokes weed sometimes, but she doesn't on screen. And then let's see, what's the fourth Her one? Her mom. Her mom. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but like I feel like none of those women come off very well. Booby is the best one, inarguably. Oh, Bubby. yeah. His, his, no, his no, grandma. His, James Franco's grandma. What about the cop, the school resource cop that catches? That's a decently funny. I mean, I do feel at least that's a comedic role. Because I think yes. for me, it's it's less. I don't think any of the female characters are problematic. They just... They're fine. It's just, yeah, it's like these movies are comedies where there's all of these really funny male comedians playing really funny characters that seem fun to play and they never have funny female comedic roles. No, and any of those roles could be women, too. Yeah, exactly. Like a woman could have played the Danny McBride character. Oh, absolutely. You know? Yeah. But so I did appreciate at least, Stephanie, the character you're just talking about, the like school officer. It was a like a bit of a comedic role. There was physical comedy. There was over-the-top performance. So that's what I crave in these movies. It's like what I was saying in Grandma's Boy about Linda Cardinelli is very talented. Why couldn't they have written her funny stuff? Why couldn't her character have been interesting and quirky? End of rant. Sorry. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) Kayla, what about you? Had you seen this before? I think I saw it for the first time maybe like eight years ago. And the the same summer I watched all these movies (laughs) for the first Mm -hmm. time. I think I remember thinking then that it was my favorite that I stoner comedy that I'd watched for that purpose. And for summer series, I think I still agree. I think this was my favorite movie we watched so far. I think even though I get that Bill Big Lebowski is a good movie, 
It was my lowest score. I think I would just, my own personal preference, I would rather watch a Seth Rogen movie than a Coen Brothers movie. <gasps> I think Oof. that's just ha- ha- who I am. That's just my truth. That's okay. I'm going to completely okay. disagree with you. <laughs> I'm, yeah, that's a little bit hard for me to take, but... <laughs> and then I'll say that on my part, August 6, 2008 was toward the end of a summer that was my first summer as a stoner. It was my first summer as someone who smoked weed regularly. And I had formed this sort of ragtag group of friends in downtown Santa Fe that would hang out. And when this movie came out, it was a really big deal. And we all went and bought tickets and got together and watched it together in theaters. And I associate this movie very much as being like my stoner comedy, Mm -hmm. like how you might feel about like Big Lebowski Mm -hmm. or Harold and Kumar or like whatever, even though Harold and Kumar wasn't that much sooner than this one. I fucking loved this movie. And I say I've probably I've seen it. I've seen it at least five times. And I agree that for this watch, the violence, and I've felt this in the past, that in the second half, it loses me a little bit. Maybe the last third, it gets just kind of boring and samey. But overall, I just, I like it. Of course, like, there's like complicated feelings with it, right? But maybe should we shout out just a few positive, like the things that we liked about it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So... Did you already say Seth Rogen's character goes to serve this guy and that the guy gets shot and everything? Uh, I said that he witnesses a murder. Yeah, yeah. So he goes to this drug dealer's house that his his weed dealer, played by James Franco, knows of the guy that he's about to serve, process serve, I guess. What, serve like a lawsuit or a... He has or a subpoena, typically. A subpoena? yeah. Okay, see, I don't know anything about anything. But he goes there and he's like smoking a joint of this really rare Pineapple Express strain that James Franco sold him. And all of a sudden he sees a cop go in to the house and then a man and the cop shoot a guy. And he starts smashing into cars. My favorite part of any of these stoner movies. (laughs) He starts (laughs) smashing into cars. Anything with the car smashing around is very. Are you talking about when he when he's trying to get out of his parallel parking spot? Yeah, and he's just smashing the one in front and the one in back. (laughs) There's something very funny about someone freaking out. It's like yeah, in the Big Lebowski when the dude drops the roach in his lap. It's that like freaking out in a car and having a dumb like hitting things dumbly. It's very funny. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, or like when he kicks his foot through the windshield when he's driving. <laughs> he's, I can see through my leg hole. <laughs> my personal favorite, which is just a little scene, is when Seth Rogen goes to meet his girlfriend in high school and they're making out at the locker or whatever. And she runs into like one of the like really good looking jocks at school. And he's obviously pretty jealous of this guy. And he just goes, hey. It was really great in drama class. And she was like, yeah, your Jeff Goldblum impression made me almost pee my pants. And he goes, yeah, I wish. (laughs) (laughs) And then that made me laugh. And then Seth Rogen's face is like, wait, what? (laughs) I think 
one positive thing I can say is I think like the I mean, it's written by not just stoners, but like weed activists who like depict being a stoner really in a, an intelligent way, I would say. Like, I think the comedy of the scenes between the drug dealer and Dale are the most like accurate, close to real life drug dealer scenes I've ever seen. And reminded me of how of your drug dealer, Steph, who has all the reptiles and yeah, and would never let you leave the apartment. Like you would be like, ah, you know, I really got to go. I'm, I have stuff to do. And they would be like, well, I'm going to be I'm going to smoke this cross joint and play with my snake. You want to. <laughs> yeah. You want to yeah. stay. <laughs> all the tactics that the drug dealer was using to try to get him to stay were so funny. I also wrote down the moment when he said. We can go look at some crazy things on the internet together. <laughs> <laughs> the relationship is so cute. They're obviously best friends that w- will not admit they're best friends. Mm-hmm. And it's it's adorable. They do admit it by the end. Yeah. I But I feel like they become best friends for the movie. Like, I always took at the beginning that Seth Rogen finds James Franco's character kind of annoying. Yes. And, and what doesn't really want to hang out with them. But then by the end of this crazy adventure where they almost die a bajillion times. It's like, oh, now I love you, man. Yeah, yeah. And they they even made it pretty homoerotic, too, <laughs> when they could. I have to say, I find it interesting. I do agree with you in a sense, Caleb, but I just think it's interesting that you find this a positive depiction that's, like, accurate to stoners, but, like, other movies like Big Lebowski you see as, like, being really, like, he's such a loser. Because, I mean, in reality, I would consider the character, these both of these guys as losers. I wouldn't want to hang out with them or... I wouldn't either. I would definitely categorize them as losers. I just feel like the the way weed is treated is very loving and very, I don't know, in a way I respect. In The Big Lebowski, I might even make an argument that that's not a stoner comedy, that movie. They don't talk about weed at all in the movie, really. They mention it, Mm -hmm. they acknowledge it, and that's it. But this was like a love letter to weed and like growing up and being a young, messy person who smokes a lot of weed. Why don't we take our own little love letter for weed? <laughs> take a little smoke break. What do you think? Yeah, I'll go smoke some more. Let's Ooh, smoke Pineapple some more. Express, anyone? Yeah, choo choo. Choo choo. Choo choo. Welcome back from your smoke break, stoners. We're talking about 2008's Pineapple Express. Dropping back in, I enjoyed myself, like I said in the beginning of this. I think we've already expressed the comedic performances are fucking stellar pretty much across the board, which is why coming back to this movie now in the year 2023, I also had a lot of mixed feelings because James Franco's a huge piece of shit. (laughs) And we very much know that now. And we know that now. So the long and the short of it is between the years of 2017 and uh, 2021, things continued to come out about James Franco pursuing an underage woman and then at his acting school having inappropriate repeated inappropriate sexual relations with a students and his talking about that it's 
consensual, but women kind of saying, you know, like with those power dynamics, it's hard to really say that that is necessarily fair all the time. So mm-hmm. I'm putting things mildly. He was not apologetic on the whole for all of it. And at first, unfortunately, Seth Rogen actually was behind him. In So in April 2021, about two months after one of the lawsuits was settled, someone said that they had tried to quit the disaster artist and that in response, Seth Rogen had minimized their concerns and tried to bribe them with a bigger acting role to keep them on board. This person said that they were disgusted by white men choosing power over protecting children and women from predators. So then, though, eventually Seth Rogen took that back and apologized and said that he had no plans to work with Franco again. He said, what I can say is that I despise abuse and harassment and I would never cover or conceal the actions of someone doing it or knowingly put someone in a situation where they were around someone like that. Rogan intimated that their professional relationship had ended because of the misconduct allegations and that he regretted his 2018 pledge to keep working with Franco. So that's where we are today with Seth Rogan, who is still very much active But after 2018 and all of those allegations coming out in those suits, he was not in movies after that for a long time. Apparently, he's slated to be in kind of like an artsy drama that's coming out in the next couple of years. But he's really been outed about it. So obviously, when I was enjoying this film, I was enjoying this character that I've watched many times. But in the back of my head, I did have that going, kind of circling back around to us already addressing. We weren't crazy about how they treated women in this movie. And it kind of added just like one final piece on the pile of all these movies that we've watched that have not been very kind to women this summer, which is why I'm so grateful for you guys and doing comedy with you and having sought out all of the amazing comedies with starring women before we got to this project. It would have been much more depressing to start with these movies and then go the other way. Now, knowing that there are better, better ones out there, it feels like kind of okay watching these. Yeah, I think still my number one, my favorite stoner comedy ever is Broad City. Is yes. Oh my God. God. Yes. Number one ever. The best thing we've covered. So good. And it's so, when the night, well, yeah, Broad City is just amazing, but it's also, it's so nice to see women presented in a way that's not an object of a man's gaze. And Broad City pretty much does that. So it's really nice. Just amazing how many years, Mm. like two decades, two plus decades of movies. Yeah. That's like the role women played in all of them was like the girl with the boobies or the girl... Um, that they want to fuck or like, you know, their mom or whatever. Yeah. And like the most progressive way they that any of those movies tried to spin that on its head was making the diarrhea twins. OK. Yeah. Uh. And in all six movies, there's two of them have women who smoke weed. And I mean, in how high a lot of women do. But, you know, none of them are that big of characters. Yeah. But we need to rate Pineapple Express before we, we just need start to do it. talking and drowning in all of these 
male comedies. I got my rating right now. Okay, you go, yeah. Stephanie. You go. Primarily, this rating is based on one scene and one scene only, or two scenes, really. The Jeff Goldblum uh, piss by pants. And then also the scene where they're smoking weed while their car breaks down and they're walking through the woods. And it's kind of a montage of them smoking weed in the oh, forest yeah. and they're playing together. It yeah. was so cute. <laughs> and I love the woods and the forest. So, yeah, 3.5 bongs rips for me. Wow. Nice. I'm torn on this because I feel like this is somewhat similar. It's like me and Kayla are opposites here because I just don't care for this movie much personally. But I do see it's like a well-done movie. There's definitely very funny scenes. We talked, we mentioned Danny McBride a bunch. I agree with Grace. Red is a very funny character. He has one line where he's like taking off and he's like, I want to see my wife. She's about to get out of prison. I want to have sex with my wife. (laughs) It's like the funniest line. I loved it. So I don't, I don't like have a hate for this movie. It just, I feel like this is something where if I watched it with you all smoking weed and hanging out and laughing, I would have fun. By myself, I do not care about this movie at all. I give it. 2.5 bongs. Wow. (laughs) Bong hits. And I'm going to do it right now as Kayla and Grace continue. All right. I've already said everything I think, I think. So I'm just going to say 4.325. Ooh. Wow. 4.325. Very strong. Very strong. I will say that so many different quotes kept coming up. I've already said some of them. One of them I love that doesn't really make sense is safety first, then teamwork. But it's always just a mantra in my head that I say the safe person. And I love so many of the comedic performances in it. I have a nostalgic sense of attachment to it. The plot makes sense. It just has the most laugh lines for me of any of these films. And I probably will watch it again. 4.5 bong rips. Wow. I know. And that's even with like the really negative aspects of it, which I do acknowledge there are some. So 4.5 for me. Great. Dang, that's the end of Summer Series. I wonder. End of Summer Series. Final edition. Yeah. Do you think there's been any movies we rated higher than Clueless? I was just trying to think what we probably got the highest ratings ever. And I was, my theory is it's Clueless. I think Fast Times at Ridgemont High is the only other mm-hmm. contender, except Steph didn't rate that super high, so that brought it down. No, I did not like that. I, really <laughs> I did not like that movie. <laughs> I can't remember if I had other fives besides Clueless. I love One Clueless. thing that's been fun about watching the summer series movies with you four, especially, is just to see how much we all have a very particular, like, lens of interests and I just think it's funny these movies that are very classics and meant very loved by a lot of people some even by us but like there's a way which we all view them very similarly and I think that is a lot of why we're all such good friends Aww. <laughs> we yeah. do appreciate a good comedic performance so here is my ranking of the six summer series movies this is how I'm doing it this is the likelihood that I will re-watch them that is my ranking so, most likely to rewatch and will, Big Lebowski, obviously. Next up, maybe surprisingly, How High. Mm. I know, Stephanie. Mm. And that's it. It's the one I could just see popping on for no reason. <laughs> Next, almost a tie, Harold and Kumar. He has also very much enjoyed that. I could see rewatching that. And then this, the one that after watching L6, 
Some of my thoughts on Friday have changed in that I definitely would be interested in rewatching that movie at some time, like later, mm-hmm. because I'm, I feel like I didn't, there's some things I appreciated that I now appreciate even more after having watched the other five. And then Pineapple Express, I'd only watch ever again if it was, like I said, with a great crew. And Grandma's Boy, I hope I never, I've already seen it too many times. I hope I never have to watch that again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And here's as hard as I am on these movies and probably have even harsher opinions than I sometimes say. I also do get there was things in each one of these movies I loved. And it is fun just watching sort of the like trail of stoner comedies. Yeah. 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 It was an intensive for sure. This was like (laughs) I watched a lot of very specific kinds of movies this summer. (laughs) I think it's the only type of movie I watched this summer because I've been outside <laughs> the rest of the time. So I haven't been watching any other movies but this type of movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> Same, pretty much. Except I've seen <laughs> Barbie twice. <laughs> nice. nice. I've also seen Barbie twice. Excellent. I've yet to see Barbies. All right. So for me, do we have to go most likely to least likely or can we go opposite? Which way should we does it matter? I've, I'm going to say again, this, there's no rules. There's no rules. Ma'am. Okay. I'm going to go from <laughs> bottom to top in that <laughs> Just case. Just the way you like it. <laughs> Grandma's boy. Boo. <laughs> Not likely to watch again. The next one is Friday. Yeah, probably wouldn't do it. If it was on, whatever. If, <laughs> if someone had it on, yeah, whatever. Same thing with Big Lebowski. If it was on, I'd be fine with that, but I'm not seeking it out. Then Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Yeah, I probably wouldn't go out of my way to do it, but if someone else was really stoked to watch it with me, I would be like, yeah, sure, let's do it. Why not? (laughs) And then How High, I would watch that movie again. And Pineapple, (laughs) hey, <laughs> I gave How High a four. I know you did, and I am flabbergasted. And then topping out, <laughs> most likely we'll watch this at some point again in my life, Pineapple Express. Yeah. Bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> Phoebe really has been hitting all of the bong rips that she rated it for. <laughs> for each movie. <laughs> I think I'd watch any of these movies again. I mean, I'm not opposed. (laughs) You probably forgot them all already. I just feel a lot of (laughs) guilt about The Big Lebowski because I know it's a good movie. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't have a good time watching it. I mean, it came in sixth place for me, which I did not expect. I think... And I like I already said, I think I just could make try to make an argument that it's not a stoner comedy. But... You also said that you had to watch it in like nine six sittings. Nine <laughs> sittings. I think That's that also that might just say something about my attention span um, yeah, and less about the enough. movie. Yeah. But, How but many it, episodes of Love Island did you watch? Uh, probably, I've, oh my God, over time, hundreds. <laughs> and they're all an hour long. Wow. <laughs> That's the most pathetic fact about me. Oh, no, I'm kidding. If you watch I'm Love you. Island, I love with you. reality TV, I've watched endless hours. Yeah, but somehow I can't sit through a two and a half hour movie. Those Cohen brothers, you don't like them. Well, and also <laughs> another thing I'll say is I don't think I've seen some of the Cohen brothers' best movies. Like I've never seen Fargo. <gasps> 
So, but I have the ones I have seen, I'm like, this is the longest movie of my life. It's just, they meander and they're beautiful and they're interesting. Yeah. Okay. So your last place is Big Lebowski. (laughs) Okay. Fifth place, Grandma's Boy. Fourth place, Friday. Third place, How High. Second place, Harold and Kumar. First place, Pineapple Express. Oh, nice. And that's how I rated them throughout. Okay. Yeah. I was to rate this on rewatchability, none of them. (laughs) (laughs) You love The Big Lebowski. I love The Big... Actually, the two movies I would rewatch would be Friday and The Big Lebowski. The other ones, I don't care. And honestly, (laughs) the reason why I don't care is I'm at the point in my life where if there aren't characters that I think are beyond the kind of status quo that are interesting and it's just like the same the same point of view i just get over it and i'm i don't care anymore and i don't want to see it anymore (laughs) yeah well it's hard for anyone to watch a movie and not be able to see themselves in it at all like it's hard it it really does make a difference if like if there's representation in the movie that you can identify with if there's not then and all the women are being treated horribly it's like it's hard to latch on and And enjoy yourself did not yes. like how high at all because the women I think were treated the worst in that movie. I think uh, Harold and Kumar. You think Harold yeah. and Kumar? Yeah. Or I think Grandma's Boy. Oh, oh God. The worst. Yeah, maybe oh, they're all awful. Like it's bad. And so that's it's why I bad. mean like my rewatchability is maybe Friday and because I love the little world they made in that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. like, but and Big Lebowski because I love the Coen brothers. So those would be the only two I'd maybe watch again. I fucking respect your opinion, Stephanie. Thank yeah, you. Stephanie. I, I'm, I think I agree with you more than myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. I, I'm glad because someone has to take this ship to harbor and that's going to be me. And thank you so much for sticking with us this entire summer series of movies. It's been <laughs> We all really, made it. We all we made, made it. it. We're okay. <laughs> you guys want to know what the next Stoner Movie Book Club movie is? It's not... The date is unknown. It's not super soon, but it's Ooh. soon. What, I what? Know it. what is it? It's 80 for Brady. <gasps> <gasps> this is news to me. I haven't seen this, but it is a... It has Jane Fonda, Sally Fields, Lily Tomlin. Am I right? Am yeah, I it's like someone? the nine to five coming back around 30 years yeah. later, 40 years oh my later. Gosh. So yeah, it'll be a fun extreme palate cleanser type thing. And then I also have some stoner movie tv book club ideas that i'm excited about coming up too so phoebe's putting the rock on sign up with her hand so so everybody rock on and take it away steph yeah so if you want to hear when we're going to be watching those movies and get the latest gossip about the stoner chicks And you can definitely email me your high thoughts at stonerchickspodcast at gmail.com. You can find a lot of links at our website. But if just if you want to see us on Instagram, we're at stonerchickspodcast. If uh, you want to find us on TikTok, we're Broccoli Broads. We're obviously on Patreon. That really helps us continue this podcast. It's patreon.com slash stonerchicks. Hey, you can write Phoebe here some mail. At Stoner Chicks Podcast, P.O. Box 80586, Seattle, Washington, 98108. If you want to send me some stickers, I'll send you some back. Every I just got some the other day. Every once in a while, people do. That's a fun thing. 
That's it, right? And <laughs> it would really help us if you rated us. You can go to Apple Podcasts or on Spotify and give us five stars. We would really appreciate it. It helps people find our podcast. It absolutely does. And if you give us a little review, it makes us also look amazing to the algorithms and the internet lords. And that would be much appreciated. Well, hey, Grace, what do stoner chicks always say? Smell this. It smells like God's vagina. Oh, yeah. All the time. Smoke your weed. Bye. Smoke your weed. God's vagina. 